It's that time. It's the Eat Sleep Elite Full Gear Predictions episode. How's everyone going? I, I Garrett, I love doing these predictions episodes, man. Straight up, this is one of my favorite things I, that even made me want to get into, like talking about wrestling. Was pay per view predictions, you know? So we're back actually, again. That was one of the things that pulled me back into wrestling. Actually, was, right? Uh, there was a channel that shall not be named that used to do. Uh, like forfeits for every time, like who someone would win and then someone would lose. So they would, what the person that would lose would do some, like they'd do like a like one really, chip challenge. Type yeah. Thing, you know? and it's, it's stuff like that. It, it adds a whole new fun. We should element. do something like that. You know, maybe we should do that for like all out or something next year, like a big show next year. We should do like a competition where the loser has to eat like a one chip challenge chip or something like that. Oh man, I'd be down. I'd be down. And we start the next podcast with just cold open with that. <laughs> it's cold open. Oh my fucking mouth. I'm fucking but, dying. <laughs> but yeah, guys. So if this is your first time checking us out, we're the Eat Sleep Elite podcast, and we have new episodes out pretty much every Sunday, except for this week it's out on Saturday because you know the pay per view Saturday. And we want to get it out before the pay per view. And yeah, man, uh, you can catch us on Twitter for the meat slap and meat fest. Yeah, we got a new Eat Sleep Elite Twitter. The handle is. Eat Sleep Elite. Go ahead and follow us. We'll follow you back. That's how we like to do things around here. We like, kind of want to build like a little community out there and I know just keep talking the wrestling. We like shit posting too. Shout out Julia. And you know, uh, you can follow Garrett at Bane Duke. You can follow me at O Charlie with an X instead of an A. We're on a bunch of podcasts now, right? So Spotify, Apple, Amazon, iHeart, uh, Podcast Republic. I saw popping up this past week. So Seems like some people are checking that out. That must have hit somewhere, some algorithm somewhere along the lines of the rivers of the Ironborn. What is dead may never die. And it's time for full gear predictions. We have 13 matches. And like we do with every prediction show, kind of let's, before we hop into them exactly, well, how have you thought about the build of full gear in general? All over the place. But I mean, that's AEW pay-per-view builds for you. Um, Yeah. Uh, I mean, it sucks because like the last three pay-per-views have been like marred by controversy and lack of talent and injuries and just nonsense in general. And so this feels like, Charlie, I don't know about you. This feels like the first clean build to something we've had in a while. Minus Ricky Starks' injury. Like, and agreed. Yeah. I think so everything's been it going feels to like plan. this is the and I put it this way on my Twitter feed this week, Charlie. It is time to let the past die and kill it if we have to. <laughs> Never thought I'd be Sorry. quoting Kylo Ren when it comes to AEW, but we're Yo, there. Shout out Kylo Ren though, for real. Um 13 matches, and something I, I, I want to sell here is a lot of these matches have been like six to ten weeks. I mean, there's a couple that have been like two weeks. I mean, and one that's been this week, but that is kind of not been the, it's not been the norm. It has not been the norm, especially in 2022. One of our biggest complaints was the last pay-per-view about every match was three weeks or less build. And Wardlow 
has had a hard time getting on matches defending his title. Every yeah, because Jade of that. I think it's has because been... Wardlow can't just walk in three weeks before the pay-per-view and say, hey, I want to do something because Wardlow's too complicated of a, a you got to build something up to where the contender looks legit because Wardlow's now in this spot where he has to he has to have yeah. these ridiculously insane matches, you know? So anyway, and, yeah. and Jade now has a feud that's beyond just formed on the recent went on the recent dynamite. That's still working on getting it to be a good feud, but yes. <laughs> and, and you know, I mean, so yeah, let's immediately start with uh, zero hour. And I mean, I was just kind of saying to you on our show this week from I, I, this zero hour, call me crazy. I, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's maybe it's because it got all our guys in it. But and literally. let's start this off in the best way possible. Brian Cage versus Ricky Starks. Winner advances to the AW World Championship uh, Eliminator Tournament Finals. I mean, I- I'm taking Ricky Starks here. Yeah, we got to go with our boy. I don't think Brian Cage is a shot not in hell. to. Yeah, uh, it, Ricky. It, 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 yeah, Ricky Brian Starks Cage could Cage. win this match, but I don't. I don't see the point of uh, like, if Brian Cage is on this sort of Titanic rise in Ring of Honor, like it seems like he is. It doesn't make sense to have him go after ethan page just to lose you know that doesn't make sense and i'm not saying it makes more sense for ricky to lose to ethan page but uh you know i i just think the way things are going right now if anybody can give ethan page that match it's gonna be ricky starks well put we have a 10-man tag match best friends orange cassidy trent beretta chuck taylor rocky romero and dan housen facing the factory qt marshall aaron solo New additions, Lee Johnson and Cole Carter, and Nick Camarado. I, I, in my opinion, the factory, they've been changing their name up a little bit, man. Adding Lee Johnson, one of our guys. Adding Cole Carter, the young buck from NXT. I mean, these, these, uh, I, I like the direction they're going. I think they're going to eventually get a trios title run. However, their spot here. Is to get heat, get the crowd hot. QT Marshall is going to get booed out of the fucking building. Orange Cassidy is going to get a big old pop. Best friends are taking this home. Babyface win. Absolutely. 100% agreed. Eddie Kingston, Jun Akiyama. What do you think and who do you got? I'm going to go with Eddie Kingston wins the match with a pin in the middle of the ring and costs himself the victory and it goes down as a Jun Akiyama win. Okay, so you think Eddie's going to get the best of him? He's going to get the best of himself. I think Eddie's going to dominate the entire match and still oh ultimately God. not get to have that satisfaction of having that win that he's desired his entire career because he's going to put it and Ortiz is going to have to run out and the whole locker room. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Ruby, you know, everybody running out. Get Eddie off of this legend of the business. Maybe Kanosuke starts something with him because he's, he doesn't want to see his mentor oh, get beat oh, down oh, like that. Oh. You're speaking to me, man. You are fucking speaking to me. Hello. So Eddie Kingston gets here? the win, but it doesn't count. That's what I'm going with. Okay. Okay. I'm going to take, yeah, I'm going to take Junakiyama here. I think uh, I could see both ways. I just, I see a world where, you know, this is going to be probably so only solo match in AEW. They're just going to let him get the victory. They're going to let him take it out. Eddie Kingston's not going to mind losing him, obviously. And I, I think, this is going to be the slap fest. 
Oh yeah, this is where the meat slapping happens. It's gonna be like the, last year, last pre-match, we had uh, Eddie Kingston slap fest, and give me another, another right. Ishii, right? Yeah. So, okay, where do we start on this? Let's. Uh, I'm gonna go non-titles and build up. All right. Okay. One of our coolest feuds here: former tag partners, Luchasaurus versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry. I think the build has been really fun. I think it's done well for both of them, bearing uh, the injury to Christian, so it kind of delayed the feud a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's lost its steam. No. Um, I already no, played I the cast thing, or I'd totally play it again. But Luchasaurus, I got Luchasaurus winning this. I, I think big heel Luchasaurus taking the victory here is is another step towards elevating him to that next level of heel. That I, I truthfully think, and I'm, I'm going to be, I'm a little biased towards him. I, I'm a really big fan of Austin, and yeah, he was he's a really cool dude. So I'm a little biased towards Luchasaurus, but I still think he is one of those guys that he's always going to get the little clips and the little things here and there. And I think a victory over Jack Perry here could elevate him more than it would elevate Jack beating him, if that makes sense. So I got Luchasaurus here. Who do you got? Well, it's interesting because the build would have you think that this should go the way of Jungle Boy. Because 100%. I, I fully agree with that. Because everything so far has been about him getting... Like, everything, including all the victories so far, have been about tainting this sort of relationship between him and Luchasaurus. And I think it's really difficult to pick because of that because it would be a hell of a lot of heat if Luchasaurus were to win the match. But then there's also the like, where do you go with jungle boy after that? Yeah. So I think, I think my brain is going to go with jungle boy here just because I don't know what else you do. Like I, I think jungle boy has to go and do something for either a championship. Okay, well, let me tell you what if Christian's ready to go. Does that change, if, would that change? If your Christian opinion is at all? ready to go, then that's who Jungle Boy should face next. Correct. So, but if, he, if he's not, if he's still not ready to go, if he's, or if you're not really 100 percent confident in that match just yet, then I think Jungle Boy does need to win here, and so that's what I'm going to go with because I'm assuming if we were going to get something with Christian, we might have gotten some kind of yeah, know, like tease of that. Hey. But I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. I, I dig it. All right, so. Plus, we should have a little bit of this, you know, difference. That it's yeah, yeah. Entire no, hey, same. good points. Good points. Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal versus Sting and Darby Allen. How do you feel about the build and who do you got? <laughs> the build. Um, <laughs> Put him in a body bag. So I'm going to uh, do the smart thing and not bet against Darby on pay-per-view. As a smart man. And I'm not betting against Sting either. I'm with you 100%. And yeah, the build... Uh, it's been absolutely fucking pathetic. <laughs> Fuck. We could have kept this going PG. Ah, fuck it. Uh, fuck it. Send him to hell. <laughs> now, a different build here. Dr. Brubaker, DMD versus Soraya. Uh, go ahead. Take the take the floor on this one. Take the lead. So, Soraya's winning. Um, okay. She kind of has to win her first match in, what is it, five years? Um, so... 
how we get there, questionable, because who knows? They could run with this whole story they built, and Soraya could go full heel. I don't know if anyone would want that. Yeah. It could happen. Yeah. Um, if And Britt Baker's not winning, so I don't know how that plays with the crowd. Um, so I think... I think, yeah, I think Soraya wins here. I think it's a really competitive match if they can have that. Because um, I just don't know how ready Soraya is. Um, and I don't know if she'd want to try and do too much. Because we've seen with CM Punk that trying to do too much when you haven't wrestled in a long time can can be damaging on your body, you know? Um, yeah. So, and he doesn't even have, I mean, he didn't even have that. I mean, he had injury history, but not that, like, not recent injury history that stopped him from wrestling. So... I don't know, like, uh, Brit, uh, not Brit, sorry, yeah. Soraya put it kind of perfectly herself, Charlie. She's under a microscope for this match, so I don't, yeah. I'm a little, I'm, I'm worried, Charlie, because I don't know how this is going to go, because my fears, there's two fears I have for this match, is that they're either too cautious, and the match doesn't live up to the hype, or they're, they, they lean too much in, and something bad happens. So, uh, uh, Soraya's winning, but how we get there, I don't know, Charlie. Thoughts? Good points. Good points. I I could see this match going six minutes or going twenty two, and I I have no idea which one it's going to be. Right? I I genuinely don't know what direction they're going to take. Now the result, I I'm saying I've been feeling like ninety ten this entire time. I've been thinking Soraya ninety percent, but there is that part of me. They do. What better way to really? Take that fucking plant in the ground of Britt Baker is your women's division than to have her beat Soraya on her first match. It's It wouldn't hurt Soraya. It wouldn't hurt her by any means. You could pull the whole rust thing. This was the first match in five years. Yeah, but you know what the thing is, though? Like, if you do that, I, I don't want to completely cut you off, but if you do that, you're just going to upset the people that don't like Britt Baker. Like, hey... You might do, you're going to probably you always do that get anyways. people no matter what. They always come out. It's just like the Thunder Roads people. Every time Britt Baker beats somebody that's on the rise, what happens? Oh, that Britt shouldn't, Britt doesn't need that. Britt is the women's division, blah, 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 blah. We don't need more yeah. of that. Britt already gets enough shit as it is. Like, so I, that's something I, I there, there's that 10% of me that's thinking they could do that. But I'm listening to the 90% here. I, I think Saray has taken the win. But again, if, if you had to put an over-under on the time limit of this match and you put 6 or 22 minutes, I literally wouldn't know. Because they, they might take their time here. So, yeah. Let's jump into the title matches, right? Let's kick us off with uh, my favorite title here. Fuck it. AW World Trios Championship. <laughs> oh, my God. It's fucking Death Triangle versus the Elite. Are you fucking kidding me? Match of the year contender. <laughs> this is... That, that is happiness noises. These are not victim noises. Happiness noises. Um, I mean, this is going to be fucking awesome. I'm so glad Kenny and the Bucks are back. Kenny Omega is just... It's it's a welcome commodity, right? Kenny Omega and the Bucks have been wondering lately if those bitches are conspiring against them. And they have been. So... That being said, Death Triangle have to win. Oh, big time! Because you gotta, you gotta triangle, run this back. Because this has to be the story for the next six months. I, I, I love that. But 
I think, truthfully, Death Triangle. It, and I don't even this. This wouldn't even matter who the fuck was the champions, but since it is Death Triangle, this point stands even more. Okay, the Elite cannot walk back after the suspension. No, that would be such titles, a horrible fucking message. Oh my god, they cannot win these titles off the people that because Death Triangle didn't beat them for them. But Death Triangle's title reign has been very good and been powerful. Yes. If you want the Elite to win the titles back, they have to lose this match and win the next one. Yes. I'm fine with that, but they cannot win this first match back. I'm yeah, sorry. The, the, it, it completely undermines everything. And if you do that, then the only reason why CM Punk isn't back and still champion is because he's injured. And that sends an even worse message. If they if they put these belts on the elite, they're really gonna have to sell me on the message on why they did it. Because I, I if if they do that, CM Punk better be out the door the next day. I'm not even kidding you. If that doesn't happen, I don't understand what their decision is at all. So I'm I'm really hoping, and I know that might sound crazy. People are like, wait, what? You love the elite? Obviously, I mean, I do. Don't get me wrong. I don't care who this would be. The elite should they be champions? Sure, but they shouldn't. I'll have give you a perfect suspended. example: if the acclaimed got into a backstage fight with Swerve in Our Glory and got stripped of the titles, and then as soon as they came, and, and then three pay per view or not even three pay per view, a pay per view later, they were back and won the championships off of in their um, first match back. off of Top Flight, who had won them in the absence. Right? Yep. Can you imagine how pissed everyone would be that Top Flight's reign just got cut off? It agreed. This isn't an interim title. This isn't, it, it, you see what I'm saying? This is not Tony winning the interim title and then something happens. No. So I, I feel very passionate on the surface level. Death Triangle needs to beat the elite and I can't wait for this fucking match. Yeah. It's going to be a banger. Jade Cargill versus Nyla Rose TBS championship. This is Jade's first defense against the former champion on a pay-per-view. Um, I mean, here's the thing. This has been like a 10-week build. At first, I thought it's like the first two weeks of it, I thought, okay, they're they're letting Nyla kind of cook. And then, oh my god, the fucking, the Jade match against Marina with Nyla doing live commentary and Vicky actually kind of pained me. Um, That being said, Jade's their blueprint. She's their fucking, she's the blueprint of the undefeated dominant champion. She's the first one in their company to do it. They're not going to have her lose it here. She needs this win in her staples. Nyla is not the one to dethrone her. What do you, who do you got in this? Uh, I got Jade. I I hate this storyline. I just I am glad it's screen. been like not just one week though. So, I mean, I'd rather her have a story than no story. Except that agreed. Never mind. I wouldn't just have no story and just at least have a good match. Fuck. Yeah, I, I would I love mean, that's for... the thing that's going to suck is that this is going to probably be Jade's best match in the ring. I'm not even kidding. I bet it will I hope be. so. And I mean, there's no excuse for it to not be. If if this match sucks, Charlie, we know what the problem is at this point because she's been in there with some great wrestlers. And if it's if this match sucks, it's Jade. It literally I still is. go back to her match with Tay. I think that's been my favorite. So we'll see if this tops it. I'm um, just saying, man, like if 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 you can't have a good match with Nyla. Oh, I think they're going to have a good match. I, I'm saying like if you can't, it's it's a massive indictment on you as a wrestler because Nyla is incredible. I just hope they don't try and tell a story of Nyla. Here's what I'm worried. Okay. They need to tell the story that they're both big woman. You know, <laughs> how does Torment say it? Where's the big woman? They need to. The they don't. They can't let here. Nyla sell like she's just getting her ass kicked by Jade. I, I think that could turn the story wrong but yeah we both agree Nyla's not the one 
Um, but yeah, I bet that's a- how uh, Mark Sterling was for a while. Big woman still here. And you know what? Nice to see Nyla getting a pay per view. By the way, we love to. Yeah, see Yeah, we should so. have Nyla on more pay per views. Nyla gets on the pay per view like once every couple pay per views for a title match, and it's like, oh, okay. Which I'm fine with, but it's just like, Agreed. are we nice going to just not use Nyla? Nyla's great. Nyla's a regular on Dark that we always like to be like, oh, look, there's a beast bomb. Nyla's doing the Nyla stuff. Oh my gosh, it's Nyla. Nyla's R- also a fucking banger follow on Twitter, by the way. Yeah, she is. ROH World Championship four-way spit-swapping makeout match come bucket of... Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> It's no, that was last. Boys. That was last pay per view with the women's match. God damn it! You're right. I'm better than you, and you know it. I'm sorry. It's just talent. Anyway, Chris um, Jericho, <laughs> Brian Danielson, Claudio Casanoli, Sammy Guevara, Garrett. I thought this match was going. I. Uh, you I thought this pretty. You've been convinced about how this match has been going for a couple weeks, and I'm I, still not with you. There. I thought I'm it sorry. was going to Danielson until Dynamite. Ian Riccoboni had a line on Dynamite. Chris Jericho is building up his lineage and his reputation as one of the greatest ROH champions that has ever been there. They, I, I think Riccoboni, I'm not going to say he was fed that line, but I think they might have given him an idea like, hey, I want you to kind of, you know, we need I don't to start. Think you need to tell, honestly, this is going to be a hot take. I don't think you have to tell Riccoboni that kind of. I think he just. No, you don't have to, but I think they wanted to establish. At some point I don't during think the match, that's what I'm saying. I think that was just him being brilliant in uh, in the moment because I don't think AEW commentary gets produced like that. Hey. It does, I think, uh, like live in the moment, but I don't yeah. think they're feeding lines. I don't. I've, I think I've, he ha- and this is just a conspiracy, so I'm going to run with it. I think okay. he had to mention something along the lines of Chris Jericho being one of the greatest ROH World Champions, and if he didn't, so it be did it. stick out. So I'll give you that, but I it but did. I do think that Ian Riccoboni is just a brilliant commentator. That's all I'm saying. Fully agreed. I thought this was going Danielson until Wednesday. They are building up for Jericho to be this world champion when they announce whatever they're going to announce in November or December. Chris Jericho retains and he pins Sammy Guevara. Well, uh, I meant to dish this one to you first, but what did you think of the build to this? And uh, who do you got? Um, I, th- I mean, the build was a little bit uh, shaky. I well, guess that's some good matches, word. at least. Yeah, it's some good matches. It was. I was unsure where they were going with it up until they announced the four way, and then I was like, okay. It kind of felt it's like uh, the women's four way at the last pay per view. Like they didn't really know what to do with all the like they had four women feuding with each other, so they were like, eh, "Let's just do a four way." Just like they had the four of them involved in this, and they were like, "Do we want to do a tag match at the pay per view now? Let's do that on Dynamite. That's a good match to throw at the beginning of the show." So what do we do then? Can't have another tag match. We've done the six man. We've done an eight man. I think I think they've done. I think they've done all of this on pay per view. No, yeah, they literally have between the, the gimmick matches. So they literally have, but. Um, so they had to come up with something new for our, for ROH. I did the same thing you did for a JAS versus a BCC. And this is how they ended up shaking it out. So it could have been better. I don't like people being, I don't like two sets of allies being in fatal four where that is a little weird, but yeah, it sometimes muddies the water a little bit. Too but much. I'm sure it'll be fine. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe we could, maybe we could build up a Danielson versus Claudio match. I don't know. Um, I'd buy it. That has been part of this build has been the tensions in the BCC. So maybe that's what we're actually heading towards here. And we've actually been misreading this the whole time. But um, actually, that, that just hit me like a fucking brick wall. Is that what we've been missing the whole time, Charlie? Maybe, but I, I also think they might just have Danielson and you to squash it in like a blood match. 
Oh, I'm saying I think Sammy could still win this match. And I think the reason why isn't because he screws. I mean, he might still screw Jericho, but I think that opportunity gets created because Claudio and Danielson have a falling out. And and complete opposite to what we think is going to happen. That's a random prediction there for everybody. But uh, the person I have winning this match is Jericho. I think it just makes too much sense to have the year start off, especially if you're planning on starting TV for Ring of Honor with Jericho as your champion. You can't have a bigger champion than Jericho. I mean, who would be a bigger? Genuinely, Charlie, name me. Is there anybody else AEW has access to that would be a bigger champion that could actually have matches? (laughs) I mean, I would say Danielson, but kind of I mean, but the, point, but the right? thing is, like, I think Jericho probably has more mainstream recognition than Danielson at this point. Oh, I'm mainstream, hundred percent, yes. And so, if you're trying to get Ring of Honor in front of more casual wrestling audiences' eyes, which I think would be your goal, because AEW is clearly your high, hardcore base, uh, which is almost a weird. I've I've heard that argument made before, but it's just isn't it almost kind of like a weird argument to make that they would make Ring of Honor the more accessible show, even though they're trying to make AEW bigger. But hey, whatever. Um, the point is, I think yeah, I think I think Danielson would be a phenomenal champion. I've been saying that for months, um, but I don't think they have any plans for Jericho to Jericho for uh, for Danielson to be a champion in either AEW or Ring of Honor because I think they would have been there by now if they were going to do that. Yeah, so I need to. So. Let's jump into the uh, World Tag Team Championship here. And it's the third match, right? Third or fourth? Uh, this I is sh- the third, I believe. I mean, the, unless you count singles matches. The acclaim taking on Swerve in our glory. I feel pretty passionate about this. The acclaimed retain. And for the build, I think it's been I think it's been pretty nice. It's been solid. Good week-to-week stuff. I mean, we had Swerve turned into the Joker. Again, the kind of the story here for a lot of these matches, this has been like going back to their first match. I mean, Jesus, it's been like a fucking three month build, maybe four. It's been going long. Music videos were dropped. Hands were cut off. National scissoring days. This has been a good time. Sneaky swerve. I think finally turns full heel and, uh, yeah, I maybe post match. I agree with you. Yeah. Post match beat down. Keith Lee. Keith Lee tries it. to get Swerve back to his feet after he's maybe Swerve takes the pin after like a, a combo of brutal moves and maybe even daddy ass maybe even gets involved as like extra revenge and uh, Lee's trying to get him up after the match and he just lays him the fuck out. I would dig it. No, no, so, you misheard me. Keith Lee lays Swerve the fuck out. Hey, hey, man, if it happens, I'm I'm buying it. Who's buying? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm thinking you can have like a sort of edgy, not edgy, that's the wrong term because I feel like that term has like a negative connotation, a sort of a, a tweener Keith Lee that's going to work a little bit better than just the, because I like him as a nice guy, but let's be real, Keith Lee being like sort of that. Good evening, fellow he, scholars. Yeah, yeah, he can do that, but he can also do it with like a twinge of like arrogance to it, like he would on NXT, you know what I mean? And like yeah. th- that sort of Keith Lee that we we know is still there. And we never really got to see on a big stage. So I think either way, it doesn't really matter. One person turning on the other at the end. I think we're both going there and the acclaimed retaining. I think it's going to be a great match. This yeah. could be match of the night. Could be Tony Storm, Jamie Hayter. What have you felt of the build and uh, who do you got? Probably the probably just the let's be real. This might be the best, most clean build of this pay-per-view. Very um, clean. It's been 
a match everybody's wanted for a while uh for a title anyway we we already had the match but i mean they wanted it on the pay-per-view i think we actually did have this on a pay-per-view previously didn't we or maybe not but um i think we tossed the idea around anyway the tag match on the tag pay-per-view. match okay yep i knew there was a match i didn't know but they hadn't had a singles match like this and they've been building it up for a while because of the history there obviously and that's probably the best part of this feud has been referencing all the history of them when they were in japan and you know so what it was so it was forth. the four-way on the pay-per-view yeah that's what it was that's what made me think they've been they've been threatening to have a match for a while and we've been probably tossing it out there as an idea the whole time so um it's been an inevitable course that they've been on uh so it makes sense now that tony has the title to do it um and so for me this is probably the the feud that i'm the most excited for other than maybe okay. acclaimed yeah. versus swerve in our glory because that one's just so good but i mean if we're if we're putting that in its own little box because it's special it's our special little special because it's 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 been in its it's often they literally had they, i feel like charlie they've quarantined that story because they know it's good and they don't know really how to replicate that that quite yet in AEW and they're like we need to study this so keep it off in its corner we're going to make it its own thing and make sure it works and everything else can we can figure out but this we need to make sure it works and i feel like this story has been like also like that where they knew this was going to work so they just let it be um and maybe I don't think it's Jamie Hader's time, Charlie. But man, if this isn't going to be a great fucking match, do you think the fact that the interim tags on it impacts that decision at all, or no? I think a lot of people would assume that. I mean, I, I, I got to be honest with you, Charlie. I think this might be the last interim title reign, so you might as well make it worth it. Like, yeah. I think, I think we've learned that it does one of two things: it either creates tension with your current champion that leads to bad shit when they come back or it creates this sort of void where now we're looking at Thunder Rosa when she returns and we're going to be like, yeah, no, she has got, she's got to drop that as soon as she gets back. Yeah. Uh, I agree with everything pretty much you said there. I think, I think the bill has been really good. Now so for you may me- as well make this Tony Storm's first world title reign, drop the interim thing. Eventually, unfortunately say, for me, I think my decision of who I think wins is a little impacted by the interim tag. I think if there wasn't the interim tag, I'd be leaning instead of like 85, 15, I'd maybe be leaning like 60, 40, but because of the interim tag, I feel more confident that Tony storm is going to get an official run. So I don't think she's dropping it to hater here. So, do you think they're just going to drop the 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 story they set up with her and Thunder Rosa with uh, Tony? Yeah, because that no, was... no, no. I I think when she when Thunder Rosa comes back, Tony beats her and becomes the official world champion. But I don't think she's going to lose the interim world title to Jamie Hader. I don't see that happening. But if she was already champion, and you know we already did the Thunder Rosa thing, and she lost it all out, and then got hurt. I, I think it's a completely different story for me, and I, I, I think there is a chance they put the the hot belt on Hater. But, uh, yeah, I got Tony Storm winning that as well. So, main event time. Here we go. This is for all the marbles. MJF, <sighs> John Moxley. This is the casino ladder poker chip cash-in. <sighs> There's a lot on the line here, man. And, uh, God, uh, I got MJF. I actually think MJF is winning the world championship here. Does he use the dynamite diamond ring? Yes. Does the firm help him? Yes. 
I think he cheats to fucking win it. People try and make him feel guilty about it, but he fucking doesn't because he's been like giving his line about the devil the whole time. How do you, who do you got here, Garrett? Send us home, baby. I think the timing is perfect. Yep. I think everything is going up, up, up with to do with MJF. I think, well, actually, let me clarify. The timing isn't perfect. Obviously, we're supposed to be having CM Punk versus MJF for the world title in probably a last man standing death fucking jamboree fucking slam anniversary match. Oh, yeah. But we're not having that, so we can't do that. Um, so this match, like I said last week on the pod, if you look at the history of both guys, this makes the most sense. Mox has been looking for some time off for a while. We have been talking about it. He's been forced into a position where, not forced, he's put himself in his position because he knows the company needed him. Mox's time as champion is, it's over because the era of Maxwell Jacob Friedman is about to begin, Charlie. I, if that happens, I'm going to be fucking so happy tomorrow. And again, this is nothing against Moxley. We both love Moxley. But it's time. It's fucking time, boys. It's time to put the biggest star in the company in the spot the biggest star in the company needs to be in. That's just what it is. Oh, man. Just I think of I, – I really think – and I want to sell this part here. I really think this will be an official new chapter in the book of AEW if MJF wins the championship. Your first official four champions are done. You The punk thing, he was supposed to be your next bridge. In a way, you can kind of say he did bridge to MJF. I say, if, you, can, you can honestly, if yeah. you look at the history of AEW, drama aside, it, it's going to go down as he was the bridge that got us to MJF. He brought the best out of MJF, let's be honest. MJF was good, but when Punk came out there and challenged him, it put MJF, it, it forced MJF to show everybody that next level he was already at. It kind of took him out of the trust fund baby character that the Trustbusters yes, got. It took him. It took him from just the rich kid that always won and cheated to now he's this serious character with this backstory of this horrific shit that happened to him when he was a kid that turned him into this monster that he is now. This super deep character, you know, that really the the reason why the crowd is so <clears throat> excuse me why the crowd is so behind him now is because he told us his story for real. He didn't lie to us. He told us a story that we all could identify with, you know, do you Even think he uses the ring, a rich kid from New York? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, go ahead though. What were you going to say? I'll say, do you think he uses the ring? I think, I think, um, I think the build for this changed the results. I think originally he would have just cheated the win and we okay. would have all just accepted that. But I think, I think, Charlie, if you want the fans of AEW to walk out of full gear in a good, positive mood and not be just bagging on the company, I mean, the super fans don't do that anyway, but like the people that are like, you know, have all the voice that can speak and make things, you know, can make moves happen in the industry. If you want them to walk away from this happy, I think you have to have MJF win clean. Yeah, I think they'll be happy if he wins dirty too. Uh, not as not as happy. Worst case scenario, he cheats and he loses. Because I got to be honest with you, and this would be my argument. What was the point of all of this buildup? I understand, like, oh, the I swerve, think, but yeah. like, 
is that really a swerve? Like, I think that's I what everybody expects, no. right? I think his whole gimmick with the devil and everything, I really think he's been telling us to his, our face he, what he's going to do. And by the way, not everything has to be a swerve. No. But like, I, I think you want the main event to have some sort of intrigue to it. So if we just exactly. know what so. the result is and how it's going to happen, is there – like, that's not what's been building this main event up in a way that people want to see it, you know? Like, people want to see this because they don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. It's it's yeah. a It's a bit weird. It'll be, hey, what what I like about this is there's so many different ways we could take these predictions. So, yeah, that'll be it for us, guys. We will catch you later on tonight for the full gear after show. I'm assuming some of you guys are checking this out throughout the day on your little podcast ventures of finding predictions like, like I like to do and like I used to fucking absolutely love doing. I'd just be finding all the YouTube videos and podcasts I could find, so... Yeah, I used to uh, listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts too, and I realized half of them are full of shit. So, <laughs> add us on the list. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't say it wasn't. What I didn't say we, we didn't say we weren't included in that. Goddamn, <laughs> I love it. But yeah, guys, uh, I hope you check out the full gear show. I, these predictions are bonkers. I can't wait to see what happens. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. Vision. <laughs> Beep, beep.